2: Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. You're listening to Catherine Zox on VoiceAmericaVariety.com with Lauren beller Blake, my co-host. I am, did I say I'm your social worker with a microphone, Lauren? Well, you are
3: the social worker with the microphone. I
2: am. I forgot whether I did that intro. Anyway, how are you this morning? I'm doing very well. How about you? I'm fine. I want to talk about Tiger Woods because I talked to somebody the other day, John Giordano, who uh, who has this huge like a addiction clinic in, in Florida, It's uh, uh, and he was actually, he was an addict for, well, he's been sober for 25 years, but anyway, he has this big clinic, and he also just wrote this book about addictions, his clinic is the G&G Holistic Addiction Treatment Center, That's and uh, his whole piece that he did was about Tiger Woods, and he says, Tiger Woods, it has a sex addiction,
3: I agree with that. I was, after hearing what I was hearing the past, since I spoke with you last week, I would agree with that.
2: A married man purportedly having unprotected sex or allegedly, I have to say that I don't want to get into trouble, with as many as 10 mistresses in a few years pretty much answers the sex addiction question, says John Giordano. But the media, what they're missing is the very real possibility. What do you think about this? That Tiger has multiple addictions, sexual addictions and a prescription. Drug addiction to two, two, two powerful and highly addictive drugs, drugs, Ambien and Vicodin. I didn't hear that he's been using those regularly, is that true? I get, well, I'm, I have to keep saying allegedly, but he said th- that, uh, this is from the J- Daily Beast, at least one physician was concerned enough to directly raise with Woods the potential of addiction and his need to wean off the pain pills. Because you know, he's surgery and stuff, so the combination of the two. But, uh, so it makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think about it that way. I was ready, you know me, I'm ready to forgive these guys. I'm ready <laughs> I didn't know you were ready I to don't forgive them. I know, don't think that it's in their is... DNA. I just don't think so. And they have to fight against it, I mean, their whole lives, like not to, to stray. I, I really feel that way. Every, I mean, and so I was ready to forgive Tiger, but now there's a whole this addiction thing, sexual addiction, unprotected sex, what he could have exposed his wife to, all that kind of stuff. Plus with the drugs, different. Then
3: that makes it a different ball game. And maybe she should leave. I, I with agree with that. And run. I also think that. Don't you think the behavior, whether it's addiction or just lack of responsibility, one or the other? I mean, who knows which it is. Um, but the point is is don't you think that behavior perpetuates the pain use because he's trying to cover up the feelings of you know how he feels when he's doing such things? Well, this guy, John Giordano, the expert on addiction, says that
2: what you have is you have all this dopamine stuff going on, and what you want all addictions are the same they all come from the same place, in other words, there are lots of reasons for an addiction uh, they can be psychological, emotional, but also physiological, and there's a lack of of, uh, I guess serotonin in the brain. Huh. And so you're, uh, in, and you want to, which is the feel happy stuff, so you're always trying to feel happier, and that can either be with sex, food, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, gambling, and so you're always trying to feed that, so you have to deal with the chemical addiction, and because that gives you the high all the time. It totally makes sense. Yeah, that's a piece of it, that's what he says. I think addiction is different than just, uh, cheating on your wife. Is that what you're saying? I don't agree with that. No, I mean, it's different. Mark Sanford, for instance, who has this major affair with this woman in South America, this love affair, whatever it is for several years, that's different than sleeping
3: with 10, 15 women, with unprotected sex, uh,
2: well, you know. I,
3: pe- what it sounds to me like is wherever he goes, he has someone new to sleep with or someone to sleep with. So he can't le- go someplace without that, without that fix. Yeah, without that, fix. because, yeah, if you look at his wife, I mean, she's, you know, she's attractive, she's beautiful, she's better
2: looking than the girls, to uh, to me, than the ones that I've seen on television that he's sleeping with. So that's not really the issue.
3: And he's not really in love with
2: these other women, say, like Mark Sanford. Or then you have Elliot Spitzer who was sleeping with prostitutes. I mean, they're different.
1: It is a totally different situation. But the
2: motivation is different. It's very different so that the way you treat it or the way you know, in,
3: is, is different. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, his behavior is not, I would agree with you, it's not the same as um So what's Mark. his wife doing? What she said, I haven't heard anything. Well, there was a, re- allegedly I'm t- hearing t- this morning, there was a van, a moving van parked outside of his house this morning. So I imagine she's moving her stuff out and taking it some you way, know, taking it to who knows where. But I also heard this morning on the radio, I was driving back to from dropping off my daughter from school. I heard just quickly on the radio that she's about to sign a big deal with Puma for a Swedish clothing line. So the Nike's biggest competitor is signing with her. Oh, my have... goodness. <laughs> it made me chuckle that, you know, the politics of the two, like, obviously they're, you know, totally at odds. Why not put was brilliant of Puma from a business perspective? Brilliant of
2: Puma and also from an emotional piece for her. I mean, if you had to get back at your husband for the humiliation and the degradation of this stuff, what better way to do it? Nike drops you and then you go with the competitor?
3: Oh, my God. Uh, No better, uh, for her, no better recourse.
2: That's a uh, that is I didn't thanks that's very interesting okay so each one, uh, listen to this one this is something else I'm getting off of a tiger now but there was a thing on the on uh, on the net this morning that a baby a weightlifter did you see this a weightlifter from South America she lives in Sao Paulo Brazil she gave birth while training she didn't know what? she was pregnant no yeah this is somebody who was in the 2008 Beijing Olympics and she came in twelfth she was twelfth in the in the uh, women's weightlifting, 75-kilogram women's category in Beijing. Apparently, because, you know, when you are an, uh, an athlete and you're in training, very often you don't get your period. So it's understandable that she may have not known that she was pregnant and the baby was born three months premature. So she's in training, she doesn't feel well, and all of
3: a sudden they call the doctor, she gives birth to a boy. That's crazy. I mean, come on. You get you get a belly when you're pregnant. You can't help it. Of course, three months early, it's a small belly, but still. Yeah, and it was. And maybe the baby was even
2: a small baby, even though he was premature. Maybe he was really small. I don't know, but I never b- believe those stories. But here's one. I just thought that was interesting. So, there you go. Who knows? Here's a book for you, Lauren. <laughs> that is a crazy story. Is that a crazy story? Yeah, usually you hear the naked when obese, how to talk and money with still- your honey. Sorry, go ahead. All right. This is a woman, two women wrote this book, both of them Harvard MBA, Harvard MBAs. Both of them have been head of big companies, and they've worked for big companies. Uh, Manisha Thakur, she's the, one of the authors. Anyway, talked to her the other day, and she has published this book, Get Financially Naked, How to Talk Money with Your Honey. And she says, and I think this is so true, you know, there are a lot of reasons why people break up, not just because your husband's screwing around with somebody else, right? There are people don't get financially naked with each other. They get married or they have these long-term relationships and they never discuss finances or the difference between their attitude towards finances, how they spend their money, uh and that's probably I don't know if it's the number 1 reason why people break up or
3: the number 2 reason. I mean, but it's it's in the top 2.
2: Because people you know, It's really can't,
3: funny. My husband tells me that I don't I'm not open I'm not open with him about money, which I don't think is true. It's really funny. I spend very little personally, and my business, like, he wants to, like, which is fine. I actually have printed out reports for him to see my business money, how it flows. And so he's why like, I, he I never think- know what's going on with your business and your money. So, so funny. Well, why does he
2: think that you don't, you aren't sharing information about money if you're giving him your financial report for your business? I don't know. No, but there has to be <laughs> a reason know.
3: for it. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's very interesting. Maybe because he doesn't have access to my personal checkbook and I have access to his. <laughs> <laughs> but are you just concerned
2: about your business? or Do you have different accounts? I mean, I'm learning that a lot of people have my account, your account, and then a general account.
3: No, we have his account and my account, and then, um, yeah, we just have his, his and hers, and I have access to his and he doesn't have access to mine. Isn't that really smart? Yeah, well, not <laughs> dissension.
2: It's not so smart. You feel like you're. i only but on teasing and teasing. He's upset, and it's causing some kind of a, a a rift between the two of you. So I'm not so
3: sure that's such a good idea. Maybe you need a I'm, third account. I'm really teasing. I'm teasing. It's the, I only have access to his when I need access to his. You know what I mean? He could have access to mine if he wants it, but he. It's funny. He really wants to have like roll up his sleeves and go and deal with the money in my business, which you know, again, I print out reports and. I don't know what more to do. Have, so have you sat down and asked him where it's con- because th- I think there's a whole underlying
2: thing here because it's not just what obviously it's not just what, it's not just those reports he's concerned about. There's something else that he's concerned about.
3: Yeah, he's very thrifty, Catherine. Very thrifty. So you know he wants to be sure that what I'm spending money on is what he would spend money on. Ah,
2: well okay, and that's not the same thing necessarily. That's, that's not what you're the talking same thing. about. Yeah,
3: that's not the same thing. And at the same time though, I'm pretty I'm pretty conservative myself when it comes to spending. Well, it's not a matter of
2: conservative or what's the opposite of conservative, somebody who just lavish lavish. It's not that. It's understanding and accepting who you are financially, who your, your partner is financially, and then being able to work it out between the two of
3: you. I do agree like with you, that. I hear I you say, well, that. I'm very conservative, so I'm the good person. No, I, ho- I do agree with that. I have clients that don't want to tell their spouses that they're doing coaching, which I think is a mistake. I would not do that. Like he knows, it knows, I think that's an important thing to have open. However, I don't think it's appropriate for women to have to go get permission from their husbands to do coaching.
2: I agree with you, I, but depending on the relationship, that's what the couple themselves has to work out. That's what we're talking about. Couples have to discover their own financial compatibility.
3: It's, yeah, it's a very interesting copy because it is about you know, discussing it with their spouses versus asking permission discussing it before very you get things. married discussing it before you make a commitment we have to take a break
2: Catherine Zox, Lauren Deller, blake you are listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com and coming up next on the Catherine Zox Show Mike Dooley, author of Infinite Possibilities don't go away, we'll be back in a minute
4: opinion your voice counts call toll-free 1-866-472-5787 1-866-472-5787 voiceamerica.com are you ready to go green you've asked
5: and we've heard you voice america presents the green talk network
4: There's nothing like getting involved in a great book. A lot of different genres have come to the forefront as some of the most discussed subjects of today. Whether it's sci-fi, fantasy, the vampire realm, or romance, join some of today's top authors on The Author Hour, your guide to fantastic fiction, hosted by Matthew Peterson. Get ready to explore the works with the authors themselves. Find out the how and the why and what inspired these geniuses of literary art. Tune in to The Author Hour, Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on The Voice of America.
0: 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel.
4: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired right really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where
1: your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you would like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788.
2: We're back. I'm Catherine Zox. Thank you for joining us this morning on Voice America dot com with my co host Lauren Beller Blake and my guest, Mike Dooley, author of Infinite Possibilities: The Art of Living Your Dreams. Uh, he uh, well, Mike is an international tax accountant turned turned entrepreneur-turned-turned-writer, so he's done a lot of different kinds of things, Um, he's a featured teacher in the secret book and DVD, Dooley is actively using the concepts and principles he expounds upon to travel the world, speaking on life, dreams, and happiness. Welcome to the show, Mike.
6: Thank you, Catherine. Nice to be with you.
2: Nice to have you. Okay, infinite possibilities. Uh, this is your new book, um, and you're called a Spirituality Guru. Now, so what is a Spirituality Guru? Does that mean you're a religious person, or, 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 or what
6: is well, it? Well, I would say that I'm a, uh, no, and I think that's kind of one of the premises of this book, that, that we're moving into a brand new era in time and space uh, in the, uh, on planet Earth, where, in my view, spirituality is about to take on an entirely different meaning than what it has meant to the masses heretofore. We're going to find, and we are finding, that, that someone can be highly spiritual, an extremely spiritual person, without being a religious person. They do not necessarily go hand in hand. In fact, I think spirituality flourishes without the dogma and trappings that most religions attach to it.
2: See I like to hear you say that because when I hear the word spirituality before I actually before I just spoke to you at this moment I used I thought it was associated you had to believe in God and it had all these religious overtones and so I never wanted to really talk about that so but you're saying not the case better not even necessarily to have to have this
6: Right right there's this new distinction yeah, Okay. But I think the du- Mhm
2: So that's what it's not. But what is it? So what is it like in your your book? Spirituality
6: to me. What does that
2: mean in terms of your book? And go ahead.
6: Well, I think basically when you understand what I view to be the truth about the nature of reality—that we are divine spiritual beings—that there's the spark of. divine intelligence within all of us, you then understand your incredible power. And this power comes through our focus. Whatever we focus on, we actually draw into our life, good, bad, or ugly. And of course, discovering this power means we then discover our immense responsibilities to ourselves for our own happiness. No longer can we point the Finger at uh, society or our parents, you know. Not that there's not sometimes cause to be disappointed in others, but but first and foremost, we must recognize that we are creators and that we chose to be here. All of this hints to um, a new definition of reality, spirituality, and God. So, th- so there is uh, kind of that that hand in hand awareness of spirituality and truth that goes with this that, that's inseparable from our power or the law of attraction as some people refer to it.
2: So are you saying like that if we think positively, positive thinking regardless of all the stuff that happened to us in the past, we have control over our destiny. I mean, and especially in the context right now because all I hear is negative stuff. You know, people saying, I can't do this because I don't have enough money, or, you know, the economy's going down the tubes, or all kinds of excuses Mm -hmm. of why this is like such a terrible, terrible time, and it's all gloom and doom. So your book is kind of like really in opposition to that, isn't it?
6: It is, but it's much more than positive thinking. I mean, positive thinking has been um, talked about and used, uh, and we're all aware of the power of positive thinking. I don't need to convince anybody there, but the reason positive thinking has a power The reason visualizing is used all over the world, first and foremost by athletes, you know, since the beginning of recorded time, is because there is this underlying truth about who we really are and the power of our thoughts. Our thoughts literally become the things and events of our lives. We absolutely dictate how our future will unfold. Life is not, you know, 90% of how you make it and 10% of how you take it. It's 100% of how we make it. Given the fact that we've chosen to be born during primitive times where there are probabilities of you know a few loose cannons running around on the deck, we still all have the ability not only to be happy, but to be fulfilled, to be pleased with our appearance, to live in abundance as we choose to live in abundance, to live healthy. These things are, there's enough for everyone.
2: All right, so how do we do it? Because I'm like a practical person. I want to know how, I mean, you talk about six easy steps to overcome any obstacle in life. No. Pick an obstacle, one that's common to most of us, and tell us the six easy steps as to how to overcome it. Let's say I just lost my job. Well,
1: I have three kids, I lost my life... job,
2: and I'm at home without any income coming in, and I can't pay the mortgage. Here's an example. Do I just think good thoughts about it and, or what?
6: Well, yes and no. The the first thing, though, we've got to realize is that wherever we are today is uh, the is a function of everything we've ever thought, everything we've ever, ever said. Our words are, are our thoughts, and everything we've ever done, which is our actions are a reflection of our thoughts that led us here today. So it's not like you can say, well, okay, I want to be single instead of married. I want to be 100 pounds instead of 200 pounds. I want to work for Arthur Anderson instead of Price Waterhouse. That's not going to happen tomorrow because you had new thoughts today. Um, but it will happen. All that can happen if you work with your thoughts uh, in a congruent, uh, long-term fashion, but not necessarily taking as long as it took you to get where you are today. And the first step is understanding the truth about the nature of reality. You cannot have one foot in the camp of, oh, great, there's a universe that adores me, and there's a law of attraction that works for me, and then have another foot in the camp of, well, I hope God's not you know, angry with me and I hope God thinks that I'm deserving for this or I hope karma is not going to strip me of my opportunity to live in abundance. It's like, wait a minute. You either understand that life is a non stop miracle and you are the orchestrator or you don't. You don't have partial power. You have full power. And not understanding your full power strips you of your full power. If you believe in karma that could undermine your successes or ancient spiritual contracts that could bind you, even though you don't remember what they are, then then this quote-unquote positive thinking is not going to be as powerful for you. Well, I think, you think people God sometimes, I don't know, Warren, decision. what do you
2: think, but I think people use the karma thing and... Uh, it was meant to be, and all that kind of stuff is an excuse when things don't go right. Exactly, you're, like, you're ready to give up your power. I agree with you, Mike. But and so we say, well, it's just karma. There's nothing I could do about it, and then you're back to point one. You know, giving away
6: our power, which is why we must understand the truth. We are the divine gladiators of the jungles of time and space. And however lofty or uh, crazy that might sound, what's the alternative? That, that we're the product of space dust that collided a trillion years ago, or, or that God has put us here to test us, judge us, and sentence us. None of that makes really? sense. We can do what we want to do. So number one, to put yourself on your throne is understand the truth, and life is knowable. This is not hard. I lay it out in my book. Number two, have an end result. Start uh, speaking about it. Um, how am I doing on time? Because I know we've got a break coming up before oh, I
2: launch you into have, that. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, we have two. Look at your... You want okay. to, I can see you do want to be in control. <laughs> oh, you are gosh, definitely yeah, a man in mission, control. You know, we have exactly uh, and, four minutes till break.
6: Okay, so number one, understand the truth about the nature of your reality. Number two, define whatever you want in terms of the end result. Okay, and this is said in such a way so that you can clearly see the dream and not worry about how to get there.
2: All right, so you're talking about, about vision? Is that the vision? Like where you want to be, the The perfect
6: word for it, the vision, and let it be of the end result. Do not worry about how you're going to get there. The hows are are the domain of, if you will, God or the universe or life's magic. We program the so-called accidents and coincidences of our lives based on our thoughts, and our thoughts are basically a a summation of our end results. So if you want to live in abundance or turn your career around or find new creative, fulfilling work, playfully pretend in your mind's eye, visualizing once a day, five minutes, no more than 10, then you drop it until tomorrow. The end result is if you were already that person fitting into those awesome jeans, looking really hot with a job you love. You go to the end result. You're already there. You pretend that it's done. Okay, that's that's step number one really after you've got grounded in the truth about the nature of reality step number two is start with the baby steps which is the hardest thing to do when you have dreams of champagne and caviar um, but now you're faced with you know just doing what you can with what you got from where you are but that's all we can ever do and and not doing it is the only mistake you can make don't Be psyched out because it seems like your steps are futile. Realize the reason you take the baby steps is not for the distance they cover, because they truly do take you nowhere. The reason you take the baby steps is to put yourself in the place of receivership of life's magic. You get in your car and you go to the mall so that along the way, or in the food court, you're going to meet somebody that you never could have predicted you'd meet. But they're not going to be there by accident. They're going to be there because they were summoned by your end results of either how wonderful life is or how hard life is, how great people are, or how insidious they are and you will meet people unexpectedly in the most bizarre ways based upon your thoughts and they will then prove to you what you first put out there and then we start creating beliefs i'm getting on a tangent here the point is take action move in the general direction of your dreams that's important it must be in that direction No matter how seemingly futile those steps are, every day ask yourself, what else can I do? How else can I go there? Even if it's just working at a job you no longer like, that's better than doing nothing. Be on the go
2: be on, alright, so we'll leave it with be on the go, we're going to take a break right now, Uh, and I want you, when we come back, Mike, because I want you to talk about, I like specific examples how we can apply all these principles to Mm -hmm. actual, because I'm a social worker, actually specific kinds of situations that people get into, and also we get stuck, why do we get stuck, why can't we do, like, what you describe in infinite possibilities, anyway, I'm Catherine Socks, your social worker with the microphone with Lauren Beller-Blake, my co-host, We're talking to Mike Dooley, author of Infinite Possibilities, voiceamericavariety.com. Don't go away. We'll be back in a minute.
4: Are you living with passion, purpose, and play? Are you ready to overcome your fears, claim your power and purpose to make your mark on the world, but don't know where to start? Tuck Self, the Rebel Bell, will inspire and empower you to squeeze as much juice and joy out of life as possible. You'll find your passion, live on purpose, and do it all with a boatload of play. Join this amazing voice for Tuck Talk every Monday at 6 p.m. in the East and 3 p.m. in the West on the Voice America Variety Channel. Live rebelliously and on your terms sex education like you've never heard before. Want to improve your love life? You know, that love life. Join sexual wellness expert and certified erotic educator Jaya for Sex with Jaya. She'll bring you cutting edge techniques to expand your erotic repertoire. Jaya will offer advice and speak with guests who will shed light on everything to do with sex. You can even listen together with that special someone. Sex with Jaya is broadcast live every Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific time 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
1: Listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788.
2: We're back on Voice AmericaVariety.com. Thanks everybody for joining us this morning, very early in the morning on the West Coast. Uh, Catherine Zox with Lauren Deller Blake, and we're talking to Mike Dooley, author of Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams. And I guess it's easy. Then we—I don't know if it's easy, Mike, or not. But you got to get started. You can live your dreams, but you've got to. There's a lot of resistance to living your dreams. I don't know why, but uh, people have Mm -hmm. difficulty, I think, getting started. You're a best-selling author, an entrepreneur, a philosophical adventurer. You've done all kinds of things. Um, You travel the world. A ton of life experiences. Why do some people though still resist? your message what you have to say why don't they want to get started
6: well i find a lot of acceptance actually but the 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 reason that some people you know without regard to whether they accept what i'm saying or not still seem to spin their wheels number one a lot of them are still in the old school camp thinking that life is something that happens to them they're not in a place of power that's why i spend so much time with my audiences getting them to that place of understanding the spiritual truth of their heritage that they are the gladiators of creation who chose to be here spark of god um the eyes and the ears of divine intelligence this is one of the most important things because otherwise they're always constantly saying that you know life is happening bad and it's not their fault and it's their spouse's fault or their parents' fault or their baggage or their their life in the fifteenth century uh, that's shirking their responsibilities which Kills our power. But for the people who do get going, who, who understand this, who this resonates for, really there's an upward spiral that happens because the fact of the matter is this stuff is easy. It's common sense. This is not Mike Dooley's way. This is the way that's been spelled out by teachers and seers and prophecy prophets since the beginning of time that you know believe and you shall receive and we've been doing it our entire life we don't have to learn any new tricks we just have to understand that what we focus on we perpetuate in our lives and in the beginning sure it's like any new trick it's going to take a few new muscles and a, and a little bit of self-discipline but once you get going with some of these steps that I have it gets easier and easier and then your whole life becomes proof of your power of, of the, the ease of changing years and and you never look back so, so are to get there over resistance you know you had mentioned that and
2: have hmm? Mike have more difficulty with it than doing this than others i mean let's say do you have to i mean do you have to live in a Western culture where you 're somewhat comfortable so that you can do this, or does it you say you've been around the world? does it work in second and third world countries as well i mean or oh my, my gosh it does
6: uh, you know it's a universal principle for reality thoughts become things just like gravity pulls the apple to earth our thoughts once they're thought are on their own with the energy and life force that brings them back into our life there's no nation no country or territory on the world on the planet that hasn't produced healthy brilliant good-looking rich people Whether it's the Sudan or Ethiopia, these people, I've met them in London. They break out. They find a way. Whether you live in Beverly Hills, 90210, or, you know, in New Delhi, India, you can live the life of your dreams. And and let me point out, not everyone is clamoring to be a billionaire. In fact, most of us don't. You know, we want to find happiness. We want to give our family a better life. And that's... Incredibly easy compared to necessarily dealing with the beliefs that may or may not put you in a place of receiving billions of dollars. You know, my message isn't necessarily for the person who wants to win the lone gold medal in the fifty-yard dash, or to or to rival Bill Gates on the financial scene, but to the person who wants to to find happiness as they define it. You know, a home that's paid for, health, uh, health, uh,
2: health care, looks,
6: uh, <laughs> et cetera. And and that's not hard. I mean, there is enough for everyone. It's just a matter of getting started, overcoming.
4: Okay, the so resistance getting
6: started,
2: and, Mike, are there like these daily exercises that one can do to help people move in the direction of their dreams? Are there?
6: Sure, sure. I mean you can make them up it's so uh, it's almost uh that easy, but because people do like structure, I'm one of them with a CPA price waterhouse background. I, I know that some steps are, are helpful. Number one, visualize. Before you go to work every morning, no more than 10 minutes. I do it for four minutes. Playfully imagine in your mind's eye the life of your dreams as if you were already living it. You know, the slaps on the back, the high fives, the yee You know, you're driving to work or, or flying to vacation, you know, in a style that you dream of doing. After you do that every day, you know, or just five days a week, Monday through Friday, that's probably all I do. Um, then... Playfully pretend. Do some acts of faith. This is, you know, I know this doesn't sound logical. It sounds like crazy hocus pocus. but It you sounds know, like schizophrenia
2: people, to me, but go ahead. Well, <laughs> I know,
6: I know. But, but we're, we're, remember, this all goes in conjunction with continuing to live your normal life. You know, a lot of people said the secret never talked about action or, you know, but there's nobody that could watch The Secret that would think all you have to do is sit on your couch and visualize until Oprah calls. It's like no, it goes in conjunction with all the other normal things you do in life, okay, going well, to a work. Really
2: important piece because yeah, not, because those uh, you know, mm-hmm. what's that old? I forgot it. What Mr. Somebody who you know is sitting on the couch waiting for Oprah to call you up to be on the show? But <laughs> okay, so you are visualizing that. You're doing it every so day for two to four hours. you really minutes, do all, all the stuff
6: that your peers do everything that they do everything that you've always done but number one understanding the truth is going to make it easier to do number two you're going to have new goals defined in terms of the end result you're going to be visualizing them and you're going to start moving in their direction uh... you know coupled with acting as if you know you can act as if you are already that happy person Act as if you already had a partner you know um, make room in your two-car garage for their car even though you're not dating somebody yet this changes the circuitry in your brain, it changes your thoughts. It arouses anticipation, expectation. You start behaving in a different way, and you program your life in a different way. But you're also going to join Match.com. You're also going to tell your friends you want a relationship. You're also going to do all of these other things. And little by little, inch by inch, your life will be transformed to the point where one day you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I'm doing it. I'm living the life of my dreams. And you're going to see how you've been doing it your whole it. life. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I say you
2: suddenly wake up and you have a relationship. You're married. You've done it. You you know, whatever. Anyway, go on. It
6: happens like that. Yeah. And, and we don't even see the miracles that make it happen because sometimes they're so small and they're so subtle. And I tell my audiences, don't use your physical senses alone to judge your progress that's the metaphor from the Bible of, you know, eating of the forbidden fruit, you know. We can't see the whole, the whole spectrum of reality, the whole spiritual makeup. And if we're only using our physical senses, we're believing that time and space are bedrock reality, then we're short-circuiting all of the other possibilities. So just because you can't see the miracles does not mean that right now... They're not happening and that your dream of life isn't barreling its way towards you. So long as you're holding on to the end result, you're understanding the truth. There's nothing stopping you. There's no dues that need to be paid. There's no criteria or contingency plans. You can have what you're dreaming of and then you start acting as if it's already happened and you start moving in the general direction of your dream. It has to happen it it does it always does look at the success stories all over the world whether it's a whether it's an athlete or a business tycoon or a a happy school teacher you know it doesn't have to be grandiose bling bling all successes are the function of people pushing these buttons that i'm talking about and we can deliberately push them and everything starts changing
2: yeah so each one of us has to define what our own success is what our own vision of success is is what you're saying it may be the teacher of the year it may be making a million dollars it may not it might have nothing to do with that so but what about right. you you've had a con- you've had contact with hundreds if not thousands of people uh what, give us an, is there anybody who stands out in your mind who was able to, to live by these principles that you describe in the book, Infinite Possibilities, and was, you know, a huge I shouldn't say not success to you but success to themselves anybody that you want to give as an example that you've had oh my gosh
6: Uh, you know what excites me the most about this is when you know the truth about reality there's nobody you can look at and not see how they've created their reality so it's fun to look at people like you know Oprah Winfrey or Richard Branson and, and realize they came from from places having less than I have now, less than what many listeners uh, now have, and look what they've done with their life. They're no more loved, divine, blessed than any one of us. And I look at people like my mother, who's a huge inspiration to me, or my uncle, who's passed away but who I admired my whole life. He was an entrepreneur. He made stuff happen. He didn't even have a high school education. And I see how they had an insistence on where they raised that bar, and by moving towards it and achieving it, the bar went Higher and higher and higher their entire life. You know, Oprah didn't set out to be a billionaire, but she set out to, to be a commentator. And she put herself against commentators who were better educated, who were white, who were thin, who were male. And yet she, she won. You know, because she moved with that vision, and as she moved with that vision, the bar went higher, it went higher, it exceeded her own wildest expectations, she says again and again, as has my life, and as the lives of so many people that I come in contact with, and this is what inspires me, that everyone is an example of what I'm talking about.
2: Those are great examples, and I mean, obviously, particularly Oprah, but your own mother, which is another, you know, how did she inspire you? Was your mother a writer herself? Well, we have a minute she, left. We she was, and goodbye. she so is so a writer. She's so alive and well here in Orlando, and Florida. And book, Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams. Is there a website, Mike, that we can go to for more information about you, your book, what you're doing?
6: Um, T-U-T, like the Egyptian King. Tut.com is my website. I send out a free daily email. Infinite Possibilities is at bookstores everywhere. It's online, Amazon.com. Um... And, uh, you know, there's enough for all of us. I hope to see your listeners uh, when I'm in D.C. in the spring or summer of this year speaking.
2: Okay, terrific. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning. Mike Dooley, Infinite Possibilities. You are listening to The Catherine Zock Show with Lauren Beller-Blake, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Don't go away because we'll be back in a minute.
4: There's nothing like getting involved in a great book. A lot of different genres have come to the forefront as some of the most discussed subjects of today. Whether it's sci-fi, fantasy, the vampire realm, or romance, join some of today's top authors on The Author Hour, your guide to fantastic fiction, hosted by Matthew Peterson. Get ready to explore the works with the authors themselves. Find out the how and the why and what inspired these geniuses of literary art. Tune in to The Author Hour, Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on The Voice of
2: We're back. Thanks for joining us this morning. Catherine Zoff, Lauren Beller, Blake, Voice VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Var- so, Lauren, Mike Dooley, his book, Infinite Possibilities. I know you agreed with him. Was there anything that you disagreed?
3: Um, no, with? there really wasn't. He said, it was really weird. He actually used exact metaphors that I used, like the law of gravity. You know, he was, I, really there was nothing I disagreed with him on. He would be a great primer for me, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, if people like what he does. You and he can travel around the world together because
3: that's what you do. That's
2: what he does as well. But anyway. Yeah, we have this.
3: We're speaking the same message. But the one thing that he didn't say that um, I didn't type in just because there was a lot of information covered, but really what this is about is personal responsibility to make your life what you want it to be, 100% personal responsibility and not blaming anybody else for your life. I think that's that's, the thing that –
0: yeah.
2: I mean, you just said it. That's what it's all about. Taking that's really not, what that it's about. if there's so, a water no, down. No, and the, don't we? I mean, even I, I don't tend to do that. I think I am a person who says it's my responsibility. I always look at things in terms of how I'm going to tackle the problem. I don't blame other people. But on the other hand, on a daily basis, hey, as a you know, you wake up in the morning and the kids are going crazy. and You say, well, I couldn't do this because the kids were driving me nuts or my exactly. husband was driving me crazy, so I didn't accomplish this or I didn't do that. So we do do that. He, he maybe... We
3: do do that, and there's a place of even not going there either. Like that is that's giving your power away, as he said. It's not taking full responsibility. So I think that there's an easy trap that we fall into that, does the circumstances of my life prevent me from? And that's not a true statement. Because then change the circumstances of your life. I prevent
2: me from. I'm the one who has control over the circumstances exactly. of my life. And because if you, you know, if you take some kind you know, and this is probably a good example. A lot, a lot of people, I keep going back to job loss because I know people who have lost their jobs. Some people lose their jobs. They immediately find out what they're good at in some other arena, and they're out there doing better than they did before. Other people have the same thing happen; they lose their job, and they're sitting on the couch, you know, eating uh, ice cream and potato chips, and blaming their boss or their because they lost their job.
3: Exactly. So you can have. So decisions. I do get I do get frustrated with those people on the street corner that are you know looking for a dollar. Because there is a way to go back to that. There's a place in this world to have value. If you can stand on a street corner and, you know, hold your palm out for money, there's other ways to have value in the world to receive money. Well, but some of those people,
2: I know, like, you know I'm in New York City a lot. Uh, I mean, some of those people who are asking for a dollar on the street corner or homeless are that way because they are mentally ill. So there's a whole
3: I think you but have they're, to. They're responsible enough to get to the street corner. I mean, I see the same people on the same days right, for years. So if they're responsible enough to do that, they're responsible enough to find, there's, there's people, there's places they can have value. And I don't know, so there is places around more. I think that everybody has the ability to be responsible for their life to some extent. And if they can't, we have services for them you
2: yeah, some of those people though i just learned this because i was asking a friend of mine who has lived in the city for 30 years and i see these people the homeless people lying outside in you know on the, some of them uh, in front of the on 5th avenue even in some of the, the you know these really expensive stores and i said well, aren't there places for them to be and they'll say yes there are places for them to be this was my friend she said but they don't want to be there because they don't want to be in one of those big institutions and they choose maybe this is what you're saying to be on the street because that's more comfortable for whatever reason. I don't know where it gets them, but that is a choice. So I want to exactly. talk about something else. I, I talked to this guy the other day, Eric Ginsberg, because we're always talking about green, going green, doing good stuff, green for the environment. So yeah. this is a new concept of go, in terms of going green. He runs this, or he's the vice president of marketing for a company that is in Florida. This one's in Florida uh, as well. Everybody's coming from Florida. This guy, Mike Dooley, lives in that Florida too. Anyway, uh and it's called it's called the book book swim. Okay, that's that's and his whole thing is that in this to our today in our society right now today with all with all that's happening that we need to rent things rather than buy things. And one of the concepts that he has, and he does this—he is a ten-year-old kid himself. What they do is, like, let's say you, um, well, the holiday season or a birthday or whatever it is you want to buy. Well, let's say Christmas. Uh, And instead of buying presents and buying presents that the kids don't use and they're you know all this plastic stuff that's left under the tree and 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 you know maybe the kid likes one or two presents you rent things for it you rent it rent you can go online there are all these rental places you go online on the internet. And you can rent toys. Let's say that a a toy that a kid is going to use for six months and then he outgrows it because developmentally they don't want the same toy after six months, a year, two years, three years. You don't buy
3: it, but you rent it. I think that's interesting. uh, I think there's another place to take that. I have, um, you know, friends in my in Austin here that have kids the same age, or you know, a couple six months younger, a year older. You know, all around generally the same age, and we've thought about taking our toys and you know, getting together and putting them in one big pile and we trade. Just, that's another you know, way of doing it. my toys trading, are so young for someone this this is another It's the same kind of thing. What? It's the same kind of thing. That's a great idea. It's the same idea. kind of
2: thing, but he also takes the time element out of it. So you're not wasting time going to buy those things in the first place or even having to just get rid of them. Or I mean, that's you know a positive of what you're talking about getting together and swapping but the renting thing is you just go on they deliver the stuff to you you don't have to drive to buy the stuff you don't waste gas to get it That's you funny it.
3: i love that is it done nationally or just in a city of one particular area well
2: this is nationally and he actually gave me a few websites i don't uh have them now and i really should have next time we talk next time we're on the air i'll give you those websites but Eric Ginsberg, and rental into industry expert. And if you go to Bookswim dot because they rent books just like you can rent movies. You know Netflix. You don't have to buy DVDs. You just rent them, and you and that's it. Exactly. Same Same concept. Same concept. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it is. It's great. Uh You can. Uh, I think it's a very cool idea. You can rent anything. I mean, you used it's to true. like. It's you brilliant. Know, yeah. So you are saving the environment. You. You're not, you're saving your own time to do, a, instead of buying stuff, you're not wasting your time doing that or trying to get there. I so, stuff. Yeah. So he talks, there's a concept that he uses,
3: trans It's like an anti-consumer. Interesting. Like in transit, like don't, don't keep it, use it in the right time and let it go. Yeah, use it in the right time. And it also works at the other end of the spectrum. You've got
2: people, you have, uh, well, he talks about, like, in the, the kids going to college or going to school. You can rent all this stuff. You don't have to buy all this stuff for them. You rent it. Huh. You rent it's it true. if you're it's a like baby eBay. boomer it's and you're downsizing and you try, You got all this stuff you're trying to get rid of. Don't buy more stuff. Just rent stuff. That's smart. I think yeah. it's really smart. So, uh, yeah, trans We have to say goodbye. Well, have a happy holiday, Catherine. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's Hanukkah right now, and I forgot to light the candles. Uh, <laughs> go light the candle. I, I'm four days behind, but that's okay. Happy oh, go, go holidays, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Lauren Deller-Blake, my co-host. I'm Catherine Zox. I'm your social worker with a microphone. Uh, have a great holiday, and uh, we'll see you next week.